I hope you're ready for a culinary adventure this week on That's Rank. Welcome back to another installment of the That's Rank podcast here with Liam and my lovely, lovely guest. Guest? Sure. Bob's Bob. I said guest. <laughs> Shouldn't have said guest at all. Co-host, cohort. Well, I am technically a guest in your house. That so, is true. You know, it's valid. So it fits. It's valid. Yeah, so don't question. It's fine. <laughs> I got it right from the get-go. <laughs> nailed it, Liam. Nailed it. Well, you know, that's that's what I'm like with these uh, these intros. I'm always yeah. just so crisp, so onto it yeah. every single time. Never say anything wrong. Well, I'm 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 exactly the same. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how like once you get into the flow yeah. of a podcast, like yeah. you're just in the flow and it's just firing. Yeah. The hardest part is to start. <laughs> it is actually it the really hardest. Start. I mean, we sat here like last week yeah. before we started last week's episode, yeah. and we sat here for ages going, "How do we start this thing?" Yeah, we really did. We did. We really did. We we tried about fourteen times. Yeah. Yeah. And we finally got there. And then we sat down today after one week had passed and yes. we go, how do we start this one again? <laughs> it's always like we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> oh. To the amateur. That's it. The amateur. Yes. They don't see the, the, the proficiencies, the skill, the expert. It's nuance, man. It's nuance. It's nuance. People don't understand. No. But we're here just doing the professional That's things. That's right. So if you don't appreciate the genius mm-hmm. – then, you, then you're, you're not a genius. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah, don't know what yeah. to tell you. Yeah. If, if you don't get it. Yeah. It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. Oh, but uh, last week we, uh, we, we kind of went a bit, um, you know, a bit into our passions a little bit last week. We did. So, you know, this week we thought we'd kind of take a bit more of a, uh, I don't know, a bit more of a tasty approach to the, uh, to the, to the, to the rank army. We? we went specific last week. It, it was quite specific. This week we're going universal. A broad thing that everybody loves, everybody yes. can enjoy, and I think it comes a time in everyone's life when they finish a, a podcast. A podcast. One of our podcasts. <laughs> there come a day when someone finishes one of our podcasts. One, one of our podcasts and goes, damn, that was good. <laughs> Which may also be familiar with when you finish a... Sandwich. <laughs> Delicious sandwich. <laughs> but we said we're going to rank anything here, and why can't we rank the best sandwiches in the world. Well, I think it's a logical starting point, really. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tasty it's a tasty treat. It's a very tasty treat. And it's, what, it's, what beats a sandwich? A good sandwich? Not much. Not much. Not much. Because it's a staple, right? You think of the sandwich as yeah. a staple. Yeah. When you're a young kid, you've got your poloni, or if you're from Adelaide, Devon, or if you're from the Eastern States, they call it something else, apparently. Poloni. I, I actually had no idea that Bologna or Poloni, whatever we call it over here. Bologna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has different names all around the country. I had, I'm literally just finding that yeah. out right now. Like, I remember I was living over in, um, I was living with, with Nick in Sydney. Yeah. And he was just like, I said Poloni. He was like, what, what's Poloni? What the hell are you talking about? And then we eventually had to work our way around to work out what we're talking about. He's like, he's like oh, Devon. I'm like, Devon? That name's way too fancy. For what Poloni is, which is essentially offal just and sawdust. Devon. Devon. That sounds like a cheese. It does sound like a cheese, doesn't it? Yeah, that's not, that's not, <laughs> like bologna. I, I'm saying bologna. I say it with a B, bologna. I'm pretty sure it is bologna. It's a bunch For of bologna. That, that sounds like what it is. It's a bunch of bologna. Yeah, it's a bunch of bologna. Yeah, it's bologna. It's a bunch yeah. of bologna. Like when someone says bologna, yeah, it's miscellane- I think of a miscellaneous Mis- sausage. Miscellaneous meats, meats yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what when it is. When someone says Devon, yeah. 
Don't it's a milk, or it's a cheese, or it's a town, or it's a place, or it's a smell. Don't try and make miscellaneous meats fancy. No. There's no need. Nick. <laughs> That's not Nick's fault. That's a, you know, it's the way he grew up. Where did he grow up? Adelaide. One of my favourite cities in Australia. I still haven't been. Uh, I, 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 oh, Adelaide. Well, How could you have done this to me? Well, <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know there was such an aficionado for for Adelaide, Adelaide, the city of churches. Most people, most people write. Adelaide You're a famously out. religious man as well. So. Oh, famously, famously. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've been travelling there for years just for the Devon alone. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Now I found out I could have bought some bologna from down the shops. You go. You go to the wineries, the winery <laughs> regions. It's like, oh, do you have a nice uh, Devon to pair this with this evening? They're like. Yeah, Go in, away. In, in the McLaren Valley. In the McLaren Valley. I'm like, where's the best Devon around here? <laughs> Do you have any smoked Devon? <laughs> like, what kind of red would you like, sir? And I'm like, what goes best with Devon? <laughs> My man. <Yeah>. Legit <laughs> too fancy, right? It's the, the word is too fancy. Unbelievable. It's like calling spam... Um, Crystal ham. <laughs> 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 exactly, <laughs> crystal ham. Oh, I love a good. I love me some crystal ham. Like crystal ham, man, it's great. Yeah, it's illegal. Crystal in, hamburger. It's illegal in twenty-five states. Have you ever had spam? Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, spam. No, I don't know if I've ever bought spam. No, I've never bought it like on purpose. <laughs> I've had. I've had it in like accidentally. Um, well, I think it was a. It was in a burger. I can't remember where I was, but like they had UK. a. No, it wasn't UK. It wasn't UK? No, I, I think it was either Hawaii or some part of Asia somewhere where they just loved spam. Mm, Might have even been mm, Korea. Mm. I can't remember. Um, but there was there was somewhere that I went to that just- An island in the Pacific somewhere. Potentially. Yeah. Like Korea famously is. It um, is, right? In the Pacific? Yeah. No. That's the Pacific Ocean. No, it's not. Yes. I thought the Pacific was like the Vanuatus and stuff like That's that. That's the South Pacific. All right. The Pacific Ocean- is that whole big space between the Asia and the Americas? I'll take you. Um, you know what? I'm hoping so. Google, please, just in case <laughs> to correct us live on air. I also, how can I be? I, how can you be filling me with doubt over my understanding of what the Pacific Ocean is? Because it's much more fun. I than, should know this. It's much more fun than affirming your correctness. <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Ocean. This, this is what people come here for the, the podcast for, yeah, us so Goog- Googling how, how clever we are. <laughs> I don't think that's what we're Googling, Liam. No. I don't, <laughs> that's, that's exactly I don't think we're demonstrating how clever we are at all right now. Googling <laughs> basic geography. <laughs> come. <laughs> that's ranked podcast where we identify the location of Europe. <laughs> Yeah, you've got the North Pacific, you've yeah. got the South Pacific. Korea is in the Pacific Ocean, damn it. Okay. I didn't I didn't doubt you. Not for a second. <laughs> not for a second. It's also not an island, but that's fine. That's the other thing you said. Oh gosh, I was way <laughs> off. It's a peninsula. It's a duh. Christmas. Oh my god. Here I was going, you fool. Yeah, I no. realise that it's called Korea and Ireland. That's fine. That's fine. No one's gonna judge you for that. Most of the people haven't even listened this far to the podcast. They thought yeah. if they started talking about Devon, they were like, "That's too fancy, too fancy for us." But you know what? That's where this is where we started, right? The sandwiches and the basic sandwich of bologna, bologna, yeah. and butter on yeah. two slices of bread. Right? That's your staple kind of. It is a classic. Yeah, I just can't, I can't move on. Okay, 
because I've just called career in Ireland <laughs> and I've done it live on a live. I've done it on a podcast. Oh, this, is got, this is being broadcast as we speak. It, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I've done it. I consider myself a worldly person. But today, we're going to be doing our, our, our top three sandwiches. Sandwiches. And I'm not too sure about you. Right. But, you know, I've taken an interesting kind of understanding of this of this rank. Because as we always say on the That's yep. Rank podcast, mm-hmm. we have no idea how either of us have interpreted the, uh, the list. Very true. And something as simple as sandwiches and ranking mm-hmm. sandwiches yep. could be taken a number of different ways. You can just go your classics, mm-hmm. your classic, mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows, or... Because mine are not standard sandwiches. No, really? No, they're not. Not conventional choices? Not conventional. I've gone for pretty mainstream conventional. Well, that's fine. So this could be a good balance. It could be a good balance. As, a, as you need in a good sandwich. You, that's very true. A good balance. Yeah. I've gone the conventional bread. Yeah. You've gone the uh, array of different ingredients. I've gone four different types of bread. <laughs> I've got the pumpernickel base, right? A bit of mayonnaise, a bit of sourdough in there. It's the bread yeah, sandwich. It's, bre- it's, it's a bread sandwich. It's a bread sandwich. Sourdough would have to be the middle part, <laughs> yeah. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. The sourdough in the whole meal in the middle. Yeah. Pumpernickel yeah. bottom and then the white on top just to kind of balance out the- Oh, yeah. Know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So you got different one on top, different one on the bottom. That's right. Yeah. yeah I like it. I like it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect balance of, uh, of bread. I like it. It's a reverse sandwich. <laughs> reverse sandwich? Yeah. Would you, you put the pumpernickel on top, would you? No, no. You've got four different layers of, of bread. Right. And you've got a- Two beef patties on either side. <laughs> <laughs> or the KFC one where they got the fried chicken. They got the oh, fried that's chicken too much, burgers. man. That's too much. This is like the other way around. Yeah. And that's the thing as well because obviously in America, they called burgers like the, the, the McDonald's and, and Hungry Jack's and KFC, they call those sandwiches. Yeah, that's true, don't they? You know, so for our American listeners, you know, might think of us if we said, you know, sandwiches. Big Mac, they'd be mm. like, oh, it's a great sandwich. Yeah, that's true. But in Australia, you'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's not a sandwich, it's a burger. It's not a sandwich at all. So obviously we haven't gone that round. You make a good point. Like what does constitute a sandwich? Well, it's contentious, right? Because I was having this discussion with some people in preparation for this episode. Oh. And they were, were discussing different sandwiches and stuff like that. And, you know, they were talking about like the, the, the ham and cheese croissant. Mm. You know, is that a sandwich? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you have something in there that's going to be between two croissants, you know, I'd say probably not a sandwich, but... You could be, it could be argued that it could be because it's between two pieces of bread-like substance. Well, this is, and this is what it comes down to. Yeah, is most people's understanding of a sandwich. Yes, is not defined on the sandwich. Right, it's defined on their understanding of bread. Okay, that's it. And what constitutes <laughs> bread? <laughs> right, I think so. Yeah, yeah. KFC, KFC thought the chicken pieces were bread. Now, so yeah. that's why they have the burger with the chicken pieces. Because what is the difference between mm-hmm. a ham and cheese croissant? Yeah, which is. Pastry yep. and pastry, bread and bread. Sure. On top of a, a hot filling. Yes. Which is filling. That could be classified as a sandwich. Yeah. But most people wouldn't, wouldn't say that's a sandwich. Open sandwich. Sandwich or no? Sandwich or salad? <laughs> An open sandwich. Yeah. Just laziness. Right, okay. You know, just yeah. like half ass. Yeah. Just a cafe charging you the same amount for an just, actual sandwich just a without. Cafe charging you. With one less piece of bread. The same amount with one less piece of bread. Absolutely. And sometimes even with a whole new level of construction that you've got to actually do. It's messy. So it's just it's, it's people cutting back on the human resources. The, the whole point of a sandwich is to be able to grab the two pieces of, of, of yeah. bread and actually yeah. put it into your, into, yeah. your, into your mouth. Yeah. Right? yeah. An open sandwich is a terrible gimmick. Knife, knife and fork to eat a sandwich? Get the fuck out of here with yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. That's what right. is that? That, that, and that? Well, that's the other way to define a sandwich. Yeah. If you need a knife and fork to eat it, that's right. it ain't a sandwich. My number three, open sandwiches. So... Yeah. <laughs> 
definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. No, I'm glad to hear you say that because open, yeah. open, open sandwich is a, is, a, is, a, is a farce. Definitely not. It's a an absolute farce. Definitely not a sandwich. It's just it's it, 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 yeah. A farce is the best choice of words. I think so. For it, I cannot think of another word <laughs> to describe an open sandwich other than farce, except farce. for maybe a disgrace. Well, mm-hmm. I mean that is also that is yeah. also an apt word to use. <laughs> I remember growing up, you know, when uh, there'd just be a bit of white bread with a bit of bologna on top of it, That's a it. bit of Devon on top of it. A bit, a bit of Devon. Yeah, someone tried to give me that once, and I'm like, get this out of me. I don't, I don't want no open Devon sandwich. Where's the I'm other insulted bit of, by it. Where's the other bit of Wonder White? How cheap are you? Give it to me. Buttered, buttered, please. Thank you. Uh, you're only really desperate with the Wonder White when you put the crust on top, when you have to use the crust to form a part of the sandwich. Okay, so you're not you're not a um, proponent for the crust. Oh, oh, I am. You are? Okay, good. Not for Wonder White. I'm talking about the Wonder White crust. I'm yeah. talking about the when you're in the, the share house. Right. You know, and, and when you're 18 years old and you're living yeah, in the yeah, share yeah. house eating baked beans on toast and you get to that point of the Wonder White crust. Yeah. Never a good place to be. I don't know, man. I think I think the Wonder White crust was actually like a really good like um, uh, accompaniment to the, the baked bean. Because it kind of it kind of has a little bit of a curve bit to it, more, so it kind of bit more, kind of holds oh, the beans in the middle. No, no, I love I love the bread to be soaked and the bread almost when the bread almost falls apart and dissolves into yeah. the bean yeah. sauce. That's true. The crust makes you realize how much of the Wonder White bread yeah. is actually just cardboard because it doesn't yeah. actually. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're eating baked beans on toast, like, we don't want to be using your elbows. No, <laughs> <laughs> that means something is wrong. That is a warning sign. It's a red flag. <laughs> Oh, but uh, so so sandwiches though. What do we what do we what are we going to do? You're going to start with yours. You're going to start with mine. I mean, we always start with a little bit of an honourable mention. Oh, of course, we that do. didn't make the list. So we just try to touch. And, and I did want to start actually, ironically, say with the idea of a ham and cheese croissant. And I'll expand it beyond the ham and cheese. Sure, ham and cheese in between any form of pastry, and in particular, but not entirely. In particular, when heated, mm-hmm. is a, is an absolute win for me. I, I would I would say even just in between two pieces of bread. Mm. In general, yes, like two pieces of bread. My honourable mentions number three is a toasty, like just a basic toasty. Oh, hundred percent, right? But I love a. Do you love? A, I love a cold ham and cheese sandwich as well. Nah, I still I do it. Yeah, I do it. I enjoy it and I do it. I, I'll do it. I'll tell you. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't care. What do you think? Nah, see ham and cheese. It depends what the cheese is though. What's the cheese? If well, for me, if I'm having a cold ham and cheese, yeah. it's just like a because that's not something I'm putting quality and effort into. That's something that I'm going for. Craft single? Uh, no, 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 no. It has to be a cheddar. It has to be a block of cheddar. It has to be a slice. A block of cheddar? No, 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 no. A slice off a block of cheddar. <laughs> One slice of ham, block of bigger in between two. <laughs> I tell you. When they made those smaller blocks, it made my life so much easier. I lost 17 kilos just by making the blocks smaller. Unbelievable what you can do. <laughs> Portion control. I went from a one kilo block to a... <laughs> oh, man. That's what I mean. I slice it. You've got to take a block and you've got to, you've got to slice sure. a, a chunk off, yeah. you know, a chunk of cheddar. So no, I, no, 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 that, that is one, no. That is one place that you don't go f- with me. What's that? Which is the uh, the sliced cheese? Well, you get very serious all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you you get the finger waving and I everything. The, I get the finger wave. <laughs> <laughs> so I could do a cold ham and cheese if it was Swiss or like a better cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than a cheddar. Yeah, oh, I love cheddar. I'm a big fan of cheddar. Mm. Cheddar's good melted. I think cheddar is vastly misunderstood. 
Oh, here we go. Yeah. You've thought there's about some, this. There's some good cheddars out there. For sure. But they get written off by being called a cheddar. People right. go, oh, it's just a cheap cheddar. I like the aged, a great a, aged cheddar. Aged cheddar is a smoked cheddar, a tasty cheddar. Yeah. Well, tasty cheddar is just the, t- the cheddar you get from the, the shops, right? You just put the word tasty in front of it. It's clever. It's good marketing, it's if anything. <laughs> Guys, this is tasty. Take our word for it. <laughs> we put it on the package. Look at it. Hell, I buy it. If you're going to put a block of tasty cheddar next to a block of just cheddar, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting my tea, me some tasty cheddar. Some some regular guy walks up, just picks up the regular cheddar. You're like, <laughs> amateur. <laughs> tasty stuff's over here, mate. Although here I am probably paying an extra $2.50 yeah, for the, the tasty word, cheddar. The word tasty. tasty cheddar. Probably the same cheddar. Exactly the same, just it, different packaging. This one says tasty. Yeah, yeah. It, do you know what? Right. Actually, it wouldn't surprise me if that's actually what they do. Sadly, I think it's reality. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think it's what it is. I think it might be. Yeah. I'm, might I'm be. being overwhelmed with regret right now. <laughs> But okay, so t- t- the tasty. What a fool! Careers in Ireland, and I'm eating tasty cheddar. I know, and regular ham, not Devon. No, it's got to be. I mean, okay, ham and cheese, leg ham, off the bone, off the bone. Okay, off the bone ham, off the bone ham. And if you grew up in in my no, why are you getting the tasty cheddar, Mister Moneybags? Off the off the bone ham. Well, so let me got? tell you. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> so I have an aunt who's Quebecois. Oh yes. She was born and raised, no joke, on a maple syrup farm. Mm-hmm. And the maple syrup farm is still in the family. Right. And she's lived in Australia now for almost 40 years, over 40 years. Every year her family send her maple syrup from the farm, from the family farm. Yeah, right. So growing up, we would often have maple syrup. Right. But more importantly is that she developed the signature Christmas ham Ooh, which was excellent. always the thing that she brought to the Christmas table, which mm-hmm. was the big leg of ham, mm-hmm. just covered in, in, in family maple syrup, just <laughs> covered. And she still, to this day, will do it. So every time, every Christmas, we'll, we'll have a massive ham and we'll slice it off and we'll have the Christmas feed and then at the end we're just divvying up the rest of the ham to take home. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the off-the-bone, off-the-bone ham and then, for, and then it'll be, there'll be ham and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Boxing Day test, the old ham and cheese. Oh, that's pretty good, though. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So so what you're saying is your ham and cheese sandwich window is usually around that December, Christmas, New Year's period. That, that's And yeah, once you go off the bone ham, yeah. you know, to that level, mm-hmm. you can't really ever walk it back. You can't go back. No. So I'm kind of a little bit cursed by... You do seem too far gone. Yeah. yeah nostalgia. You know, there's yeah. nostalgia attached now to me and the... <laughs> the ham and cheese sandwich. You can find nostalgia in anything, can't you, really, at the end of the day? You can. The ham I and mean, apparently sandwich. with bologna, we can find nostalgia. Some other honorable mentions of mine, um, i got the meatball sub. I didn't specify mm. which meatball sub because I inherently think that any meatball sub from anywhere yeah. is usually pretty good. It's true. It's usually pretty good. Like the, the Subway Classic, I must admit, is my go-to kind of dirty yeah. hangover cure. Yeah. yeah. But some of the ones I had like when I was traveling through America – Yeah. You go to the, those delis that have like the actual like the, the proper meatball subs, maga, mm. so good, mm. so good. What about you? What, what else is on your list of? Uh, so in Chicago, yeah, there was like a like a like a like a, like a meat and gravy roll. Ooh, and you could pay extra to have the sandwich dipped, which is when they would dip the whole sandwich into the gravy <laughs> pot. That's ridiculous. Pull it out. That's ridiculous. It was amazing. Well, of course it was. But like, <laughs> I love it's like, hey, you want this dipped or nah? You want it dipped? Okay, I'll dip it for you. And they just take the whole sandwich and just go. Verbatim, that was an actual conversation that I had. <laughs> <laughs> you want it dipped? Yeah, I'll take a dip. I'll dip it for you. No worries, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Unbelievable. So, yeah, so you, you got to love a good greasy kind of dipped sandwich. Well, yeah. A toaster sandwich, a sarnie. Vegemite sandwich for me is an absolute oh. winner. Absolute winner. Can't go past some good old Vegemite. You can. Better. You can walk past Vegemite and never look at it in the eye or look at it on the shelf. You can walk straight past it and not give it any thought whatsoever. Well, for me, <laughs> peanut butter and Vegemite. Craft peanut butter smooth. Yep. I'll take that. I'll take a good uh, smoked salmon cream cheese. Smoked salmon some Vegemite. Capers. Oh, smoke, oh that, that, that's classic. Smoked, smoked salmon, salmon Vegemite. Yeah. I wonder. I'll give it a crack. What's the worst that could happen? No, You've already got Vegemite no. on there. It's already ruined. No. no. I don't need to ruin the salmon. I love Vegemite, Liam. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I know it's, it's like this thing between I'm us. I'm actually considering, I'm seriously thinking what that would be like. I don't think it would work. I think it would be too much. Well, you'll never know until you find out. Okay, so number three for me then. So you, you'll notice a theme for, my, for a couple of mine. Right. They're not specific sandwiches. They're more around kind of a, a, an event, I guess you could say. Anyway, number three, uh, Saturday Sandwich Bonanza. That's right. <laughs> My attention. Yeah. So Saturday Sandwich Bonanza, it, to me, is the the time that my family would get together on a Saturday oh, yes. and bond together over sandwiches. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be a case of, you know, mum just making us a sandwich or dad making us a sandwich. It would be a whole bunch of stuff out on the table, your hams, your salads, your chutneys, your, your, your mayos, your avos, your, yeah. all that kind of stuff, just out the front. Here's your, here's your bread and you just go... Go you just go nuts. Make what you want. Yeah. It'll make your own. Oh, then we go sit outside, so out, outside in the courtyard. Was there some bologna on the table? Some no, Devin? no. No, no Devin? Well, I feel like... Vegemite? Any, veg- any, any Vegemite support in the no, family at all? No, my family has taste. Um, and so... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I think my dad's... A, my dad might be a promite kind of guy or a marmite kind of guy. Well, I'll take it. And I'll take it. Yeah, to me, it's, it's all a, just it's a brand. half. It's a half. It's a half victory, but I'll take it. It's a brand yeasty sludge to me. These. This was more. My memory of these Saturday sandwich bonanzas mm. was more when I was maybe towards my teenage years. But the Saturday sandwich bonanza was just like something that I used to look, always look forward to. Mm. It got to the point where because there was like a whole loaf of bread there, I would just make multiple sandwiches, mm. like way too many sandwiches that I didn't need to eat yeah. that many. Yeah. But because the bread was always fresh yeah. and, and the stuff that was on the table was always good, yeah. you know, beetroot and like red onion and all the kind of good stuff, your good yeah. cheeses and stuff like that. Yeah. And we sit there and we chat and we just make sandwiches and we have a good old, great old time. I love those times because we actually had a very similar tradition oh, yeah? on, on weekend. We didn't have such a name for it. I don't think we had quite the range, but we still, but every now and then on a Saturday, like we'd get the crusty loaf. Oh, yes. And we'd get the selection of salads and yep. a meat and a, and a tasty cheddar. Yeah. And some Vegemite, some peanut butter. Yeah. And everyone could just come up and have a go at whatever they wanted, really. You know, and it was great. It was good. And we'd, and we'd sit there and around the table and we'd talk around the around the lunchtime table. Sometimes it'd be over a football game. You know, of course, yeah, football. yeah, absolutely. It's a great family experience. It's a great family memory. Well, to be fair, the, the, the Saturday Sandwich Bonanza is a name that I came up with for this list and only for this list. We never called it the Sandwich Saturday Bonanza. <laughs> at the time. At yeah. the time, never came up. No. Yeah. But wait a second. So you had all those spreads and then also Vegemite and peanut butter. Yeah, we would have Vegemite, peanut butter. I wonder who they were catering a crust, for. A crusty loaf. I wonder who they were catering for. Crusty loaf. And then a salad and then cheese and some meats. And, and well, and do you know what? I, do you know how I play it, Liam? Uh, you'd put uh, everything in the sandwich. No. No, no, no. no. Just I'd, make a, I'd make a sandwich. Yeah. So I'd get two bits of bread, mm-hmm. traditional sandwich form. <laughs> yeah, you know butter, <laughs> meat, yep. cheese, yep. tomato, lettuce. Yep, bread on top. Sure, put that on a plate. Yep, 
that I get a couple of bits of bread, <laughs> one of which I'd cover in peanut butter, yeah. the other of which I'd cover in butter and Vegemite. Yeah. And then that was, that's how I play it. And, 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 and for a while there, I'd, I'd, if, I, if I wanted to try to, like, stagger it, yeah, or maybe, like, just be a bit more conservative, I'd go just a sandwich and then either peanut butter or Vegemite. Mm. But more often than not, if, if they're both out there, yeah. I feel like I'm cheating myself if I'm just having Vegemite or I'm just having peanut butter. I think we're answering a lot of questions as to how we got as big as we are as well. <laughs> Some of the eating habits that we developed yeah. as we were growing up. You're like the sandwich and then also well, off the Vegemite, the peanut butter, I'm going to have that as well. Yeah, right? I have that as well. And yeah. then I'm just like, yeah. well, off the bread and all this stuff, I'm going to have 14 <laughs> sandwiches. Not a problem. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Give it yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 I regret nothing. No, oh, no, me either. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> Cholesterol's a bit high, but that's all right. Outside yeah. of that, <laughs> feeling good. But that, that's my number three. So it's a really like nice little basic one to start. Like it's just more of more around that kind that of idea tradition. of tradition yeah, and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I like it. The family coming together. That, yeah, that kind of even even now, I'm sure. Like you know, after after this goes out, I reckon there'll be another sandwich Saturday bonanza. I'm sure there will be. Hopefully, very soon. And if not, we'll just make your own. We'll just make our own Saturday sandwich bonanza. That's my number three. Oh, good choice. Bit of sentiment, Liam. Bit of sentiment bit of, and nostalgia. Bit of sentiment and nostalgia, yeah. So my number three, yes. and all my sandwiches, they don't have this, they're not from moments of time, or they're not linked to people, people or place, they're just like classic sandwiches. Okay. And I, I feel confident yeah. that listeners to this episode will, will realise that I've identified the three Greatest sandwiches ever made. Oh wow! In the history of the world, they'll resonate. They'll and be like, and oh, they'll pl- and they've placed sort of sandwiches in appropriate order. This is very confident. I'm confident. I like this confidence in you, man. What's going on? All right, I'm, I'm confident in because you know because I've had discussions around this very topic. Yeah, and I feel like I've had fairly universal um, agreement. Okay. Yep. And they've, they, this after you've told them that you're a Vegemite fan, Vegemite fan as well. After right? after I've lost they, all they, credibility. <laughs> After I've thrown out, I've said baloney. I've called Devin baloney. Unbelievable. They've still, they've still, absolutely still heathen. agreed with me on this. Absolute point, on, this, on this point. So number three, okay, the Philadelphia cheesesteak. Philly cheese. The I do Philadelphia cheesesteak. I'm not sure if there's a more quintessential sandwich than the Philly cheesesteak. Well, what I love about it is just how simple it, it is. Well, what's in it? Well, it's steak. Yeah, cheese. Good one. And bread. <laughs> now, I think you can get peppers and you can get other things as well sure. in there. But like, like typically speaking, yeah. there's a steak, cheese, and bread. Yeah. And I used to make, in particular, like when I found out about the chili, the Philly cheesesteak, mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? I hadn't, hadn't been to America. I've still never been to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Philadelphia? I've been to Philadelphia. Have you had a Philadelphia cheesesteak in Philadelphia? Uh, no. I've had one in New York. Really? Yes. Well, I haven't had one in... in oh, it's, it's, it's a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. So I think later on this year I need to make a, a trip. Wait, you 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 will later on this year, <laughs> year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Okay, maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. <laughs> you gotta go. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on board with this dream. I'm, I'm willing to risk my life. Going to America, it would yeah, be actually probably it would be. Um, so the Philadelphia cheesesteak. It's and so anyway, I found out about the sandwich when I was a teenager. Sure, and then for a tradition for a while there, we had this. Um, Tradition of Sunday steaks. Okay. So my sisters had moved out of the home. It was just me and mum and dad. We had the Sunday steak tradition. And mum and dad would cook like a proper a proper steak. Yep. And I'd just be like, I'm going to make this a Philadelphia cheesesteak. 
So I'd go to that, I'd get the mum and dad had this this bread, this very specific bread yeah. that I remember growing up, which okay. they got. I don't even remember. I don't even know where they got it from. It was some homemade place. It was this real crusty loaf. Yep. Um, I've never seen it anywhere else. They just used to get this specific particular bread from this particular place. Yeah. And I remember I'd, I'd just take it out and I'd just kind of cut it in half. And I'd, put, I'd cook the steak mm-hmm. and I'd put the steak on the sandwich and I'd put cheese on both sides. Yeah. And I'd put a bit of salt and pepper. Of course. And I'd put them both under the grill. Yep. So I'd melt the cheese and I'd take it out of the grill and then I'd just slam it together. <laughs> so it was so a, the cheese would congeal. Was that part of the ritual? That was part of the ritual. <laughs> the ceremonial slamming of cheese. The slamming of cheese festivals. <laughs> That's what it was all about. And that steak in the middle was just like, give it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. The steak was just wrapped up in a doona of cheese. That sounds pretty fun. The steak was very comfy. Comfy, yeah. Just before it hit my belly. And I put some, I put a little bit of uh, barbecue sauce in there as well. Sure. Sometimes a bit of sweet chilli. I'd mix it up. Sometimes I put some mushroom in there. Sometimes some, some capo, what? also known as peppers. Capo? Cap- oh, capsicum. Cap- who calls it capo? Well, who calls it peppers? But who calls it capo? The Americans call it peppers. I just put, pulled, I just put capo. Okay, I, I, just, really I, just, capo. I, I just wanted to make sure. I just didn't know it's like some sort of like Aussie slang for, of, for capsicum that you just that well, I, I think know it, about. I think it would be. I'll chuck some capo in there, bro. I think it would be. All right, fair enough. But it's not one that's common. It's not the parlance of its time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the parlance of right now. That's right. <laughs> and let me tell you, Lou. Yes. You know, I was making this list uh-huh. and it was like a – it was like a memory from the darkest, from the deepest depths of my of my of my brain, just came out of nowhere with the Philadelphia cheese, because I hadn't thought about it before. Right. I hadn't thought about it for a long, long time. I hadn't rated it, hadn't thought about it, hadn't really got that excited about it. Right. Then I was thinking about this list, and then I was like, "Wait a second, the Philadelphia cheese." And I started to think about it. And I was like, "I don't think it's up there." Mm. And now, now I'm remembering. I'd saute onions. Yes, and as I cooked the steak, I put some sautéed onions in there as well. Yeah, you know, some brown onions, and it was just like, oh, I tell you, one of these days, it's lifelong life goal, life goal. Northern Lights, yep, Madagascar, yep, Philly, Philly cheese steak, steak in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scared for you. Why? That it won't live up to the expectation. Yeah, like you'll get there and it'll just be like a regular sandwich. Well, and I, I, I hear what you're saying because my impression of the Philadelphia cheesesteak is probably actually not what a Philadelphia cheesesteak is. Because I was remember watching, I was watching some TV show, some American sitcom, and yeah. they were talking about it. And I was like, what is that? Yeah. And we didn't even have, this was pre-Google. Sure. This was before, you know, Sandra Bullock. We had to not, read a book. When you actually have to read a book and, and, and find, do some research from somewhere. I, I wasn't, let's face it. I didn't, I, I didn't watch... Uh, wherever I got this idea of the Philadelphia cheesesteak from, <laughs> which I'm sure was a movie, sure it must be, or a TV show. Yeah, I didn't hear about the Philadelphia cheesesteak. The next day, I didn't travel to the library to find out exactly what a Philadelphia cheesesteak was. No, so I invented, I made up my version of what a Philadelphia oh. cheesesteak is. Okay, so my understanding, what I've described to you, of the toast of the bread on one side, flipping it over, putting the steak and the onion and the cheese, yeah. and joining it together, clapping those cheeks together, clapping yep. those cheeks together, is basically it's my it's your version own. of it. It's your own, and it may not actually be real. It may not be what a Philadelphia cheesesteak actually is. And that's maybe that's what it's going to be though. You get to Philadelphia and you have a cheesesteak, and you'll see it and be like, "What is this?" What is this? Yeah, yeah. This is not what I imagined at all. 
Look, I'm I'm con- I'm confident that it's an experience I'd still like to have. What do you what do you what are you picturing? <laughs> what are you picturing? Well, because I've seen it, I've seen it in um, I've seen it in movies since. Right, the 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 the, the cheese just dripping, yeah, and the fat, yeah. the meat just dripping through the well, bread. It was more of a baguette. I remember yes. I, I watched um, I watched um, Creed, and in Creed, yeah. Tessa Thompson and uh, Michael B. Williams go into a Philadelphia cheesesteak restaurant. And they yeah. order and they order a cheesesteak, and they get like this like, kind of. Soggy baguette, mm-hmm. and they just kind of get like slithers of meat, mm-hmm. and they get kind of cheese, and then they get, I think, gravy or something. I can't remember. I just saw it, and I was like, "Is that a cheesesteak? Is that what it really is?" <laughs> the, the Americans actually like the um, the the the, uh, the um, pioneers for like the soggy bread sandwich because yeah. the stuff that's in the bread is yeah. either just so greasy, yeah. or just there's so much in the sandwich yeah. that the bread is literally like it just falls away. I'm all for it. Oh, me too. Don't I'm, I'm here for it, it too. I'm, I'm all for it. it. But you certainly need a, a, a paper towel. Well, at least one. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the Philadelphia cheesesteak. I guess there is a nostalgic component to my love of the, of the Philadelphia, or what I think a Philadelphia cheesesteak is. Shall I move on to my number two? Please do so. Now, this one here is the Liam special. <laughs> I've actually written some notes about this one. Oh, really? Uh, just a few. So, so we've had a bonanza. You've started off with a bonanza. That's right. And now you've gone to the special. I've gone to the special, yeah. But there's, I mean, the special, the bonanza is like a, it's, 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 a, party. it's, it's a party. It's a feast. It's like a lot it's of different choices. Party. You can change it up a little bit. Your first yeah. one was literally a sandwich party. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but it's true. It's a sandwich and party. Now it's a special. Now it's special just for you. Lamb. Special man having a special sandwich. Well, that's right. And this is, um, I've actually written here, this is the ultimate depression decompression. Right. Okay. So if, if you're listening to this and you're one of, the, one of the kinds of people who can who like to, you know, eat their feelings away, um, this is the sandwich for you. So it, it's, like, it's like super bad for your physical. Like it's like so bad for you. Yeah. Um, but man, it's, if you want to eat away your pain, <laughs> so here's what you do. <laughs> You take yourself to Coles. Now, this sandwich might cost you around about 50 bucks to $50. make. I reckon so. Yeah. That's, that's probably the most expensive I've got, actually, probably with this, with this particular yep. sandwich. Yep. Yep. Loaf of sourdough. Yep. So that's a full right. loaf of sourdough. Uh, like one of the round ones. The yep. round, like, cob, the cob sourdough. Cob sourdough. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. I said loaf. <laughs> <laughs> you cut the top. Cut the top off, yeah. and then you kind of empty out the the insides of the loaf. Yeah. So you've got lots of little bits of um, extra sourdough, like yeah. innards. Uh, eating each one of those pieces with a dollop of butter is optional, but I would recommend. Okay, hold on. So you, you <laughs> slice the loaf in half? Not in half, just the top. Just to, just to take the top off. Okay, you just take just take the top off, like you're scalping someone. Yep. And then you pull out the you pull out the insides. Pull out the insides of like the loaf. What's the what's the the cob? The um, cob loaf. Like it's like a cob loaf. That's like, like cob loaf. Dipping. You put the cheese. Correct. In and you dip it. Correct. So yeah. is, that, is that where it came from? So what's your that? idea of this came from the? No, my not my idea came from depression. Right. And me wanting to eat something <laughs> terrible for me. Right. Okay. So you take the cob, <laughs> slice the top off, hollow out the insides. Hollow out the insides, and like I said, eating the insides with butter, optional. Optional. But Lurpak butter, salted, probably perfect for that. Recommended, yeah. Okay. From there, you have to take your cheese, cheese of choice, whatever you want to, whatever you want to make. Yeah. Whatever you're feeling like, could be a tasty cheddar, could be a Swiss, could be a Swiss, could be a, could be a uh, Monterey Jack. You know, whatever you're feeling. And you line the inside of the uh, the loaf with on this. the base or on the in, on, the, on, on the outer corridor, base and outer corridor. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. So you've done that. You've yeah. done that already. Yeah. Right. Got that in my head. You might need you to get a cheese bulb inside the. Cold, yeah, that's right. Cold. So you might have to get a bit of a bit of butter on the outside to kind of hold the cheese onto the walls. Actually, let's just put an extra bit of extra butter in there. Definitely. I mean, so the nest is. <laughs> If for a penny for a pound, I say. <laughs> <laughs> now after that, then you can um, then you stack in the meats, right? So the meats, okay. are, you make a little like a, another little wall mm. and and base of like whatever you want: salami, ham, yeah. salami and ham, yeah. um, pastrami, whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, just go nuts, right? Then in the middle of all that, the cheese and meat wall, yeah. you put your whatever you want inside the sandwich. So you put like your um some some favorites of mine, obviously the spinach, you know, because you need your greens. Healthy. Of course, absolutely. Um, the do you know those those um, kind of pickled European vegetable? Not pickled. Um, they're kind of in olive oil. Like you get like the capsicum. Yep. In olive oil, yep. kind of like grilled. Yep. And perfect. Yep. yep. Chuck it in. <laughs> Chuck it in. Um, do you drip the oil off at first, or you just kind of put the oil in there as well? Oh no, it's extra. essential. Like the whole the whole experience yeah. has to be like it's just yeah. it's just in there. What else can you get in there? You can get some, like, even some beetroot and stuff like that. Like, some of the stuff, like the... Feta? If you want. I mean, there's already there's already cheese walls. You mm. may as well put some feta in there as well. What's the, what's the, what's the harm? <laughs> um, and, so, and, and so you basically fill up with what you would put in a regular sandwich. So, yeah. like, your, you know, like I said, beetroot, onion, spinach, sprouts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Put the lid back on. So if you fill this thing up, and then you put the lid back So on. we're talking... Oh, yeah. Three inches? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Three it's it, it's a thick boy. Yeah, it's a thick boy. Um, and then you chuck in the oven for maybe five ten minutes. Get the cheese melting on the inside oh. a little bit, you know. And then you sit on the couch and put on something, and then just devour the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, th- this is a sandwich that I've only had, yeah, maybe three times in yeah. my entire life. Okay. Okay, um, that's probably a good fit. Oh yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. No, I wouldn't be talking to you if I had this on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. My uh, arteries would be clogged up to the nines. Yeah, but, like, but in terms of like something that kind of, it's one of those meals that you eat it and then afterwards you feel like an absolute piece of garbage. You know, because yeah. you know it's you've just eaten literally about ten and a half thousand calories worth of food. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. But you know it's also essential. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Like it's like that that, that time in your life where you're just like yeah. you're not feeling it. And We've like, all been there. Yeah, man. exactly right. We've Everyone's all been, been there. there. We've all been there. And I say kudos to you for coming onto a podcast and talking yeah. about it. Thank you. Because I, you know, we've all been in similar places. Yeah. And we we hide it. We hide these little these little specials that we have. Yeah. These little antidepressant specials yeah. that we that we that we, that we, we all we, we try to pretend doesn't exist, but it does. It exists for of course most it does. of us. Absolutely. And if you're not eating a limb special, mm. you're probably at the gym. Yes. Um, putting yourself through some other form of self harm to <laughs> combat your feelings. It's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Like it's um, yeah. yeah, it's part of life. And the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about the limb special is you can take that idea. Like, I mean, it's not an original idea. You, know you can take want. that. You can, you take can put a Philly cheesesteak in there. Mate, could you imagine a Rob special? A Bob's Bob special. Cut, cut the top of that bad boy and just fill it full of steak and cheese. Off the bone, maple Off ham. The, oh, my God. Several different types of cheddar. <laughs> Caramelized onion. Vegemite. Philadelphia cheesesteak. Veg- half Vegemite, half peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd find I have to I'd have to put the Vegemite somewhere. I'd probably put the Vegemite on the crust, so on, it'd be on like the, a, a on, top layer on the lid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Got yeah. the Rob special. Yeah, maybe some fried chicken in there. Jesus, I'm joking about the fried chicken. You're like no spinach. 
I'd fuck that. I wouldn't even, um, you know, I wouldn't, frankly, I mean, ovens are overrated. I'd deep fry the whole loaf. <laughs> I'd have to put some pancetta, some quail eggs. Are you want me to dip that in gravy? <laughs> put that gravy for you? <laughs> oh, man. Fucking hell. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of sandwiches, yeah. a good bacon wrap. A bacon and egg wrap. Uh, th- just, as, just as an aside. As an aside. I think that's a fair aside. That's a fair aside. I think this came to me. Uh, so I'll, can I – I'll go into my number two. Good sir. Which sound. is a – it's not a Rob special. No. But it's uh, – It's special one to of Rob. Rob's, it's special to Rob. <laughs> yeah. And it's special to many people, I believe. Okay. This is another American uh, sandwich. They do know how to do them well. They do. And it is the Reuben oh, sandwich. Yeah. Good Reuben is nothing. There's nothing better than a good Reuben. There is nothing there's better nothing, than a good Reuben. Nothing worse than a bad Reuben, but there's nothing better than a good Reuben. A bad Reuben, you may actually like lose a day of work over. <laughs> like, you, you actually may need to be taken to hospital for bad Reuben because it's it is it is greasy. Yeah, it is greasy. So same from the Simpsons when Bart puts the chicken wing up against the brick wall, and it be- the brick wall becomes see-through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bad Reuben is greasy. A good Reuben is not greasy. A good Reuben is good pastrami, mm-hmm. Swiss cheese, yes. sauerkraut. Absolutely. Thousand Island dressing mm-hmm. on, a bit, on two bits of rye. Has to be rye. Has to be rye. Has to be rye. And it is just delicious. Yeah. I discovered my first Reuben in Chiang Mai, in Thailand. We went to an American diner. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'll have a Reuben. And it, it blew me away. Yeah, right. If you listened to last week, I talked about my jaw hitting the floor when I watched Kill Bill Volume 1 for the first time. Yeah. Similar memorable experience, my yeah. very first Reuben. Which is problematic because you need your jaw to eat the Reuben. That's right. I had to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a logistical nightmare. <laughs> but fortunately for me, it was a good Reuben, so it didn't take much jaw work. Yeah. Because you, know you, you know you've got a good sandwich – Particularly a good Reuben, when you don't have to, when the jaw is not tired. Melty. Melty, stodgy, yeah. you know, like crusty. Yep. You know, when you have like a really thick, crusty bread mm. and you actually have to bite your way through it? Yeah. Don't like that. No. It's got to be thick. Yeah. Substantial. Yeah. But it's also got to be smooth. Yes. Easy. Easy. Just melt in your mouth. Sounds beautiful. It's delicious. Have you been to Cats in New York City? You know, I haven't. No, but I'm... I ha- I have. I know you have. I how was that? I wasn't that impressed. I wasn't huge on it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. I was in New York and I just decided like I only had a few days there. Sure. And Cat's Deli I, I just brief I prioritized it's, um, it's also out of the way. Yeah, the Metropolitan Museum. I sure. prioritized um Oh culture. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did sure. I, did, I was like can I do cats? And I really think I probably you know, of all people, like I should be the one that prioritizes Cat's Deli. <laughs> but for whatever reason I didn't do it. Because I was I was I, I actually had a few Rubens just in my wanders sure. in New York. Yeah. Because I just walked everywhere I, I went in New York. So I just often would walk into a shop and go, I'll try the Reuben. Yeah. So I didn't feel like I had to go to Cats. Yeah. But apparently it is the place to go. Well, it's the place to go. Like I, When I went there, it was insanely busy. Mm. Like insanely busy. And I remember the, the Reuben that I got was just like super dry. Mm. Which is like the opposite of what you want yes. in a Reuben. Don't want that. Like I, the mustard was there was too much mustard. Yeah. It was just like it was over the top. Yeah, and I was just kind of yeah. like, ah, oh, well, like this is meant to be the the place. Yeah, and uh, look, and maybe maybe I just got the bad one. 
it could be a case where I just got the bad one. I mean, I, w- I would wager that a bad Reuben, or, or, or I mean, a Reuben is a delicate balancing act because it is so over the top. Yeah. And I think a signature place would, would have too much pastrami. That's, yes. my, that's my feeling on it. Well, it's like literally a wall of pastrami. Yeah. In some, like you see the pictures of a Reuben, and it's literally just a wall of yeah, pastrami. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't, That's not what I want from a Reuben. I want a good balance of flavours, yeah. textures. Yeah. You know, that's what's key. Yeah, I agree. So again, so it's a single, you know, both my, my my three and two, maybe not the healthiest choices. I mean, did you listen to me before when I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. It's a bit of a theme sometimes of a good sandwich. Yeah. It's not. It's usually not great for you. And this was, I mean, and, and a sandwich was never good for you, right? Mm. Like really, our understanding of, of a sandwich is a healthy option. You know, when you're looking at Rubens and Philly cheesesteaks, even before the world went low carb. Yeah. Because now the world's gone low carb, sandwiches have become even more of the devil. Well, and like and like Kylie Minogue says, mm. better the devil you know. Kylie, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of sandwiches. Don't know this. Yeah, she's she could, massive. She loves a good sandwich. No, Ruben's a good choice. Ruben, Ruben, you, Ruben's a, above the Philly cheesesteak. Oh, I guess. I guess. Mm. For me, it's borderline. I'm intrigued to know what your number one is. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hazard a guess as not American, but we'll come to that in a second. Okay, because I think it's time for my number one, the konbini sandwich. The konbini. Konbini sandwich. Now, do you know what a konbini is? No. Konbini is the Japanese word for convenience store. Oh, okay, right. Now, you're like number one. Seriously, What's a surprise. We're going back to Japan. <laughs> I know, I know, but there's just there's a reason. There's a reason. Okay, okay, Japan. Is a great place. Mm. It can be quite expensive. Yes. Right? But there's one thing in Japan that I look forward to every time I get there. And the, it's the, one of the first things that I do. Every time I touch down and I get to my hotel or hostel, wherever I'm staying, yeah. is yeah. I head straight to the nearest konbini, which is usually a 7-Eleven or a Lawson. Yeah. And I get several things. Usually uh, alcohol, strong zero. Right. You know, maybe if I'm feeling froggy, I might get a pack of smokes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in Japan, for some reason, I turn into a chimney. If you're feeling what? Froggy. Yeah, you're feeling froggy. Never heard that expression before. I, I heard it in wrestling once. I'm assuming that I'm using it correctly. Okay. <laughs> um, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, and then the third thing, and the most important thing, is the kombini sandwich. Now, there's, right. a, there's a, a couple of different versions that you can get, but there's only a couple that, oh, that, there's only a couple that sell out all the time. Right. And, like, you want to make sure you get these ones. Because if you don't, it's really disappointing. Is it a katsu? You know it's a katsu. <laughs> you know it's a katsu. Has to be a katsu. Well, the the katsu and the and the, tam, the tamago uh, sando, tamago sando, mm. so which is egg sandwich. Mm. So the Japanese call sandwiches; they call them sands, basically sand. So if you see a sign in Japan that says like egg sand, it's talking about an egg sandwich. But the the katsu is by far the first one I go for. Every time I go straight for the pork katsu, and all it is, it's literally two pieces of white bread, a mm. thick as all get out piece of pork katsu. Yeah. You know, arbitrary cabbage for no reason other than make it make it a bit green. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they cut the crust off. Like it's, it's is like it heated? A, no, it's in the it's in the fridge section. They are like a, it's 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 something so simple and so basic, mm. yet like it's just a staple. And they they're like two bucks a pop, right? Mm. They're, they're mm. the cheapest shit in the world. Mm. One thing that people think about Japan, like I was saying before, is like that they think it's the most expensive place in the world. Like you have to go like spend hundreds of bucks every time you want lunch, right? No, you don't. No, so you do not. Mm. You can get a very, very decent feed from a Seven Eleven. Like I'm talking, like you can get sushi, you can get 
pasta, you can get all sorts from a Seven Eleven. Also, get a good ramen for a pretty decent price. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. But the sandwiches, you can be in the, what, the middle of nowhere and find yeah. a Family Mart or a Seven Eleven, and they'll have the exact same sandwiches. Yeah. You know, even when we were working on the farm in Okinawa, yeah, and we we found like the the, the, the Family Marts when we're out and on working on the fields, yeah, same thing, yeah. same sandwiches. They're yeah. always there. They are tasty. They're cheap. They're special, and it's literally the, the the staple when you go anywhere through Japan, and they just make me very happy. Very, it's 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 a far it's a it's a it's a one eighty from my last sandwich. Mm, mm, mm. I would say, is it the healthiest sandwich I've had so far? Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a question. Oh no, the sandwich bonanza had some healthy options. Well, the options did I take those healthy <laughs> options? Maybe not every single time. <laughs> the cigarettes and the alcohol <laughs> may discount the, the health value. <laughs> However, I want one of those sandwiches. And I'm pretty sure I've had those sandwiches, oh, but yeah, I don't think I would have um, – I don't think I've um, – Remembered them as fondly. As, as fondly. But yeah. now I'm like, oh, now I want to take it all back. Like, I think everyone that I've, 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 I've travelled with to Japan, because I'm pretty sure every time I've been has been with a yeah. different – a new person. Yeah. I, I, I make sure. I make sure yeah. that one of the first things we do – is we just go and get a basic kombini sandwich, yeah, yeah. and it's just like it's just the it's just the best, man. Like yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Like you can get those katsu sandwiches from like the fancy ones. Like yeah. if you catch the bullet train or the shinkansen, yeah. Yeah. if you catch them, you can get like the um the really kind of del- the the delicatessen esque kind yeah. of pork katsu. Yeah. It costs you like a thousand thousand yen, so like ten twelve bucks for a sandwich, oh. right? Yeah, you can get the same, not the same, but <laughs> you can get like yeah. a pretty good but a decent version of that yeah. anywhere you go. It takes me back. So in in Thailand, yeah. the Seven Elevens there have toasted sandwiches. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can go and you'd, you'd have a, a fridge store. Yeah. And you'd have your ham and cheese. You'd have your pizza. You'd have all your different kind of varieties, and you'd pick them up, and you'd take them to the front counter, and then they'd toast them for you behind the front counter. Yeah, right. So that was a definitely a, a late night staple. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, the Seven Elevens were open twenty four seven. Yep. And you'd just come home late. Yep. Go past Seven Eleven. Get a big bottle of water. How good? Get yourself a toast of sarnie. How good? That's the best. Oh man! I mean, you know, not not the highest quality toast sandwich, but in the moment. But you're not thinking about quality at those. You're stages. not thinking about quality. No, at you're, that moment. you're thinking about. Let me tell you, there was still some decent versions. But would you? Do you, you still think about that now? Right? Where you're just like, I want one of those toasted sandwiches. I do. Right, yeah, I exactly, do. Right? I want one right now. Not, I not, want to go back. I want to go and get one right now. Not the best quality, but man, they stick in your craw. They stick. They stick in your brain, and all you want to do is just. just Get them in your body, hundred percent. So I mean, and and that's the main reason why it's my number one is because it's just like it's such a it's such a it's in my head all the time. Yeah, I just want to go there and have one. Yeah, it means I'm back there. You know, it means I'm back in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where a lot of these 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 sandwiches. There's a, there's the memory, the memory, food and memory and place. You know, it's all tied together. People, the Seven Limits here People, don't do place, it anywhere near as well. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Mm. But, the Seven Elevens here have like those like shitty chicken salad sandwiches. Rubbish. Oh, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Anyway, that, Perth, that's my, Perth's never done Seven Elevens particularly well. Well, I, I, I don't think Australia has in general, to be honest. That's true. Yeah, my number one, sir. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's an international staple. I'm so hungry now, by the way. Me too. <laughs> I'm hungry, and I just want to leave Australia as quickly as possible. <laughs> never come back, uh, except for the except for the Liam special or the. Or the uh, Number one. The barn me, sir. Oh, of course. Yeah, the barn me. Oh. The best sandwich ever to be invented. It is 
It is pretty amazing. And it's the ultimate, you know, when you think about international cuisine, yep. there was a period in time, and there still is a period in time, when the whole idea of fusion cooking was very big. Yeah. The barmy is fusion. Oh, it is. Pure fusion. You're, you're, and it's been around for a long time. You want some pate in your sandwich? Yes, please. Oh, well then. <laughs> so obviously it's a product of a, a dark time in, in history, colonialism. Yep. But it is literally the, you know, the, the French brought the baguette and the pâté mm-hmm. and it's the adding of the, the Vietnamese meatloaf, mm-hmm. the, the pork, mm-hmm. the coriander, mm-hmm. the, the pickled carrot. Yes. Oh, I love the pickled carrot. It's the sauce. Yep. Soy sauce kind of... Uh, like a, I think it's like a soy fish sauce or something. Yeah. I've never actually figured out what sauce it was. Mm-hmm. You know, Chili? But, oh. Essential. Essential. <laughs> and it is just the most vibrant, mm-hmm. tastiest, lively sandwich. Yep. And it's always had a nice, crusty baguette. Has to be. To this day, mm-hmm. I hunt them out. Mm-hmm. So I hunt them out. I, I go all over Perth searching for the best for one. Bar meats. Yeah, right. You know, and there were some absolute gems scattered around here mm-hmm. in, in Perth. And when you go to Vietnam itself, you know, he's walking along and there's this, this barn me, but like roadside kind of thing. You just grab yourself a barn me and it's just, and it's just delicious. Now, you've, been, you've obviously been to Vietnam, right? Yes, I have. I, I, I had two experiences with barn me right. in the first maybe three or four days. Mm-hmm. So me and, me and one of my exes went to, to Ho Chi Minh. Yes. And... We wanted to dry barn me, and so we went to one of the, the roadside stands. Yeah, and I remember we got it, and it was one of the worst things we've ever eaten <laughs> in our life. The mayonnaise, I think, it was turned like yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. it just it just wasn't good. Wasn't good. It just Fair wasn't enough. good. But we we weren't going to let that deter us. Yes, good choice. So about oh, I think it was a couple of days later, just before we left Ho Chi Minh, we found another another place that wasn't like known for being pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we went there. We're like, this is what it's supposed to be. This this is good. It wasn't until Hanoi, I think I've told you my Hanoi story, where we got the best one. I don't want to hijack your story. No, that's fine. Tell me the Hanoi story. There was a Ban Mi stand that was literally in the mechanics district of Hanoi. Yes, that's right. And it was yeah. like, a, I'm fairly certain it was Michelin star. I could be wrong. But it was like this, this little stand that did these Ban Mi's in the middle of the street from this little stand, and they were just unbelievably good. One of those with a, with a, with a beer Saigon or a beer Hoya. What was it, 666? No, not 666. 333. One of those beers. Mm. Oh, perfect mix. So I first discovered the barn meat actually in Laos. Okay. Where there was a couple of great Vietnamese restaurants. In Vien Chan? In Vien Chan. There was a restaurant called PVO. And there was another restaurant whose name I, I, I never actually caught the name. You know, it was one of those restaurants where I never caught the name. <laughs> I just knew where it was. Sure. And it had the best, um, the vermicelli, you know, the vermicelli noodle yeah, dish that you yeah, get, yeah. the spring roll and sausage on top? Yeah. It was the best. Yeah. I also had an amazing bar me. And then PDO just had this incredible bar me. That was what I just, so I discovered the bar me in, in, in Laos. Yeah. And here, I must say, in Perth, we have a good, quite a large. Vietnamese diaspora. Yes. And we have uh, a couple of places. So firstly, you've got a place in, in uh, Marangaroo. Yeah. There's this little place. You have travelled for these little, little, little hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah. And which is what I like about it. It's because they do one thing, one thing only, which is the barn me. Mm-hmm. And you go in there and there's a line. And, there's no, and, and what I detest about Australian restaurants sometimes is we waste so much money and overhead on, on, on style and decor. Yeah, and flash. Yeah, when I actually just want to, I just want like a good old restaurant which just does one dish yeah. 
it does it really well, yeah. and it's really affordable, yeah. and, it's, and it's just plastic chairs, yeah. and just some kind of cheap-ass stuff on the you know, nothing, nothing, nothing fancy. They're the best ones. But just the best food. And this place in Gilroy is like that, and it's just got this this this, this production line of yeah. one person behind the counter that just sits there and just smashes out bar meats, and that's all they do is smash out bar meats. It's like five dollars sixty six dollars for a bar meat. Yeah, they smash them out, and it's just so good. But the other one is um, there was a, a chef who was on My Kitchen Rules. Okay, and I don't know her name because I don't watch My Kitchen Rules, <laughs> but I I saw, I, I saw this place in in Leederville called Bar Meat, mm-hmm. and that is that is one of the the best banh I've had outside of it was called uh, banh It's called banh mi. It's called banh mi, and it's from someone from um, my kitchen rules or Master Chef or something. Could like have that. thought of like a more original name or name. It is delicious. <laughs> All the food there is high, the highest of quality, mm-hmm. and I recommend that you go to banh mi in Leederville because it's the best. Okay, banh mi this side of Marangaroo. And I don't want to go to Marangaroo, so, so I go to Leederville instead. I, I can walk there. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll go there one day. We'll go there one day. We shall. Yeah. I, I've been craving a good barn me, actually. Well, I that's the admit. place to go. I must admit. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And that's my number one, the good old barn me. And I just, it, like I said, it's lively, it's got flavour, it's got heat, it's, it's got everything. And it's the opposite of the the Reuben, it's the opposite of the Philadelphia cheesesteak, which are all about grease yes. and fat. The barn is much more fresh. It's the much more fresh. Like, just like, you've got, because yeah. yeah. like you said, the coriander, the carrot, the, yeah. all that kind of stuff, all the vegetables, and then it's just like, just... Because yeah. they're pickled as well. The pickled carrot just gives yeah, it a little yeah, bit of yeah. that like extra, just like... Oh. Pops. Just pops. Oh. I like a good pickle. It's a terrible idea. Talking about the yeah, sandwich. Yeah, it's a terrible podcast. idea. Are you hungry? Man, like, we had we had dinner before we started tonight. Yeah, we did. And, you know, it's now pushing towards 10 p.m. Yeah. And now all I want to do is eat <laughs> a whole bunch of bread. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. Go for the old lamb special. Well, I, that's why I said at the start of the episode, I hope you're hungry. I hope you're. Well, that's how I hope you're hungry because I hope you weren't hungry. If you're hungry when you listen to this episode, sure, you're in trouble. Shit. You're in trouble. You I'm what. in trouble. Yeah, and I just made this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so satisfy yourselves, please, dear audience. Yes, have a um, a sandwich or yes. two. Yes, and tune back in for next week's episode. Well, before we do that, yes, tell us what your favorite sandwiches are on all of the uh, all of our socials. Yes. That's ranked pod. Twitter, yep. Insta, and also Gmail. Very good point. That's right. And if you know of a sandwich that maybe we're not familiar with. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but we like to eat stuff, so tell us, because we will try it. We will try it. Yeah. Just one more shout-out. Another shout-out. The yeah. Croc Monsieur. Do you know what? I was actually surprised that I hadn't heard that until just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. thought the Croc Monsieur would have been like... On my list. Yeah, it would have been on there somewhere. Well, it's the bechamel sauce that does it. Yeah, you love the bechamel. But 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 uh, you know I had to. I had just to get, get your mouth away from the microphone. You're just kind of salivating <laughs> a little bit there, man. <laughs> um, I just had to throw that last minute uh, honorable mention, just so the French weren't too left out. Well, I was about to ask you what your final thoughts were, and then you know you've just given them to us. Mm. You, you, you cronk mon soir. That's right. It's pretty delicious, ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. We've just cronked this one out. We have. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Until next time. Uh, you stay safe, I suppose. Hey, Liam. Yeah. What's that? That's right. <laughs> <laughs>